Hey guys, it's Confessions of a Dr. Holic with Hassa Slayman, and back on air is the one and only Ali Abdal. Hey! Hey! Do you feel like there's pressure to keep getting better, to keep producing videos, etc.? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I don't think you can do anything at a sort of reasonably moderate pie level without having some sort of pressure to continue performing at that level. And I think with the YouTube channel, things have just gone so ridiculously well yeah. that the thing that I worry about is that sort of feels like a house of cards that's going to come tumbling down at any moment. And so it's the thing that keeps me up at night thinking, oh, crap, you know, how am I going to sustain this? How are we going to keep this up? But then with everything, there is some level of fear and anxiety. Like even if you have like a normal corporate job, the fear and anxiety is like, damn, how will I impress my boss? How will I get that promotion? When you kind of run your own business, which is kind of what this YouTube thing is, when you run your own business, it's more of a damn you know will this thing be around in a few years time which is which is a different sort of anxiety but i think it's a it's a good problem to have to be like well it's it's gone really well so far and i yeah. kind of think it was a bit of a fluke so i just need to try and sort of hope that no one realizes uh that is kind of what what goes through my mind yeah no knocking on wood hopefully it'll be okay yeah well fingers crossed <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed and what was the biggest challenge you've had to deal with with the youtube and like everything outside hmm. of medicine biggest challenge I think the challenges kind of change as you scale up. So like in the early days, the biggest challenge was being okay with putting myself on camera and being okay with sort of carrying a camera around and people being like, Ali, what are you doing? Ali, that's weird. Ali, put the camera away. Ali, stop stalking me. Uh, that that was the biggest challenge sort of in the early days. <laughs> but then as you, as you start to scale up, the challenge then becomes, how do I output consistently and sort of try and keep the quality up? And then you kind of figure that out. And then the challenge becomes, okay, how do I how do I have a lower bar for the stuff that I'm putting out on the internet? Because I think I overthink all the content that I put out and I know that I, I could probably do better if I just thought about it a lot less. Then the challenge becomes, okay, now I'm at the point where I can hire a team. So like, you know, how do I get my first employee and how does that work? And, you know, I'm a manager now and how do I, how do I tell someone what to do? And how does that work? So I think the challenges change as you scale up. At the moment, I've got two full-timers working for me and a part-time assistant. Um, and so the challenge at the moment is figuring out things like the long-term direction of the business and where we're going and what our brand is all about. And, and this sort of stuff that I just did not think at all about three years ago. But yeah, the challenges sort of sort of changed, but that's what I'm thinking and reading about these days. Like how do you effectively manage a team? How do you be a leader and all that stuff? Yeah, that makes sense. Was there anything that went online that you look back on and said, mm, maybe that wasn't the wisest thing to put out there? Not really, actually. So there have been a few a few videos where I've had kind of a less good response. And I think like in, in general, my, my content is fairly PG. It's not like I'm doing anything particularly risque. And so I don't need to worry too much about, oh, this is yeah. a objectively bad video to put out. There was a video that I put out a few weeks ago comparing the Microsoft Surface yeah. to the iPad. Uh, and I just didn't do much research. I was sort of treating it as a bit of a joke, a bit of a first impressions thing. But I didn't realize that when you kind of hate on Windows products, then you get yeah. this whole army of people on the internet that go after you because they're like, they're like, bro, you know, people take this Windows versus Mac thing very seriously, almost like it's a crusade. So I, th I sort of thought that, okay, you know, I've, I've had a lot of negative feedback about this video. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, I'll research better for next time. Uh, but I think putting out that video was a valuable thing because now I've yeah. learned the lesson and I've learned it fairly early in that if you're reviewing Windows products, make sure you know what processor speeds mean and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I reckon sometimes people can be quite brutal online. So I love how you took it in such a positive way. And that's the best way to grow. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the big worries people often have when they're starting out YouTube or blog or podcast or anything is, oh, but what about the haters? 
And there seems to be this sort of myth going around that the internet is full of trolls and haters. And it, 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 it makes up such a tiny, tiny, tiny proportion of people on the internet. Kind of like, you know, how peaceful protesters mm. make up the majority of protesters, but occasionally you have someone who's like loots a shop. But then the whole media narrative <laughs> is that, you know, all of these protesters are looters and that's obviously yeah, a bad thing. Because that's good news. Exactly. Everyone kind of thinks the numbers are disproportionately in favor of the looters. And it's the same on the internet. Like 99.9 recurring percent of the comments that I get are super nice and friendly and supportive. And like occasionally I'll get like one sort of the hate comment, which is just funny to screenshot and post on my Instagram story. So I think people often use that, oh, but I'm worried what people will say in the comments as a reason to not put themselves out on the internet. I think as long as you're not doing anything particularly inflammatory, like talking about Windows versus Mac, uh, then I think it'll be fine. And yeah, the haters <laughs> don't really exist for the most part, so. That's a lovely perspective. Is there anything you would tell your past self? Anything you would do differently? Yeah, like my biggest regret in life is not taking more notes uh, when I was younger from the books that I'd read. Because I used to read so much and I still do. And now I kind of take notes on the books that I read and sort of export my highlights and sort of write a little bit about what I've learned from this book. And I think if I'd been doing this since like the age of 12, that would just have been so good. I'd be sitting on this sort of treasure trove of content that I could just shove onto my website. I wish I'd started a website earlier as well. I think this is something every single person in the world should do. Everyone should have a personal website with their name on it, like, you know, huffs.com, for example. And then just sort of use that as a as a bit of a blog. And it's not going to benefit you now, but like in 10 years time, you'll look back on it and think, oh, damn, I'm really glad I've been maintaining this thing for the last 10 years. And so that is like my one regret in life, like that I didn't start doing this stuff sooner. And that's the advice that I would give to everyone I, whatever age they're at, just like, man, start a personal blog. It'll, <laughs> it's got the potential to change your life. You know, it's funny that you're saying this because I'm working on my website at the moment and looking at it doesn't look quite right, but I'll keep at it till it looks decent. Yeah, having a personal website is like having your own little home on the internet. It's sort of like, you know, playing The Sims and building your house and stuff. It's like that feeling, but it actually means something because it's public and people can actually benefit yeah. from your stuff. And people sometimes are like, oh, you know, what am I going to put on my website? I don't have anything of value to add. But even just something like book reviews or, you know, I listened to this podcast and it was interesting. And here is a list of my favorite podcasts. Here is a list of my favorite movies. Even just curation is a good form of, of value add that yeah. we can add to the world. Because the world is so full of content these days that, you know, I'm sure people who f follow your podcast yeah, would, would love to see your website and be like, oh, what are Hobbs' favorite favorite books? I'm looking for, for something else to listen to. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like everything right now works hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty, before I let you off the hook, I've got a rapid fire round and I want you to tell me the first thing that pops in your head. You ready? Let's go. If you had to be shipwrecked on a deserted island and all of your human needs, such as food and water, were taken care of, what are two things that you would want to have? Um, can I say laptop and internet connection? <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> That's kind of obvious, actually, now that I think about it. Okay, question number two. What's the last gift you gave someone? What's the last gift I gave someone? <laughs> it's called rapid fire round. I can't remember the last gift I gave someone. Um, it was... Oh man, you don't give gifts I to people? I don't give gifts often enough. I'm just thinking, when, 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 when was the last person's birthday that I knew? I sort of arranged a chipping together with friends to buy one of those MIDI keyboard controller thingies for a friend who's like super into music. So now he can like compose, compose music on this keyboard. So that was a few weeks ago. That's probably the last gift I, I gave to someone, yeah. Oh, that's cute. And what do you think about when you're alone in the car? Um, how the thing I'm listening to can help me produce content. <laughs> oh my god, do you do that in your sleep as well? Like, I feel like you'd have restless um, sleep. Last night I was dreaming more about this fantasy audiobook that I'm listening to. So it was it was very unproductive. <laughs> what one tech product every person should have? A Kindle. Why is that? 
Uh, because it's a life-changing invention and it's so cheap and it's an absolute no-brainer and it just reduces the friction to reading books and it makes it so easy easy to read and it means that when you're lying in bed you have the Kindle next to your bedside table rather than your phone so you do something useful rather than scrolling your phone. It means when you're commuting you've got this easy default thing that you can do again rather than looking at your phone and every successful person in the world says that they read loads of books and every successful person in the world says that every other successful person in the world that they know also reads loads and loads of books. So anything you can do to make it easy <laughs> to read books. Uh, Kindle is amazing. You can highlight stuff on Kindle. You can automatically export your highlights. You can automate, there's, you know, there are these services okay, like Readwise that email you every day with five <laughs> random highlights. There are so many benefits to using a Kindle. And I, I feel saddened that there are still people who still think, oh, but I like the feel of a paper book. You're like, okay, fine. <laughs> like, you know, I quite like the feel of paper money as well, but I, I understand that using my credit card and using Apple Pay is just infinitely more convenient even though i love counting out bills into my hand like every everyone should get a kindle my issue is that paper books take up a heap of space so i guess i'm getting myself a new kindle sick if you could be someone else for a day who would it be and why there's a guy in the uk called uh darren brown he's a magician hypnotist illusionist he's really cool he's the guy I'd most i'd want to invite to dinner as well um I'd want to I'd want to be him for a day just because he's like a, a stage performer and I, I I'm, a, I'm an attention seeker so I like the idea of having a stage show. Uh, I also want to kind of delve inside his mind because he's done a lot of interesting <laughs> things uh, in the world of mentalism and magic and hypnosis. So I think that would be awesome to to live as Darren Brown for a day potentially. So you mentioned that you would take Darren Brown to dinner. Yeah. What would this dinner be like? What cuisine would it be? What, where would you take him? Uh, somewhere very chill and very quiet so we can just kind of talk for absolutely ages without being hugely interrupted by a lot of things. So I think possibly somewhere where there are lots of courses so that kind of it forces him to hang out with me for an extended period of time. And so, you know, a new course comes every every like half an hour or so so we can like talk, talk, talk. And then occasionally a course comes and be like, oh yes, you know, this is the fish platter. Awesome, cool. Let's get back to talking about hypnosis. That would be the vibe. <laughs> Strangest question someone asked you. There was one I got the other day, which is this dude that I've been working on a business with. Uh, and he messaged me saying, are we friends? And I was like, just like, oh God, <laughs> that's a very odd question. Um, <laughs> I think it's because he kind of messaged me, uh, messages me quite a lot as if we're like best buddies. And I consider us more business partners than best buddies. And so I was like, oh, I don't really know how to respond to this. So that, that felt kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> Last question, medicine or YouTube? Uh, if I had to choose one, YouTube all the way. Oh, wow. I thought you'd struggle with this. I thought you'd be like, oh, like this is difficult to answer, but good on you. No, I mean, like, I, so I think an ideal life would be medicine part-time and internet business part-time. That's kind of what I'm optimizing for. That sounds great. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you've been absolutely incredible and oh, it's a pleasure well, to you. talk that's, to you. <laughs> that's very kind of you. No, this has been a lot of fun uh, and uh, all the best with the podcast. That's all for today and have an amazing day. Guys, if you want to follow this legend, literally Google Ali Abdal. He's everywhere.